Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama we podcast. Watched, we watched the first episode of season three of Riverdale, and I mean, it did I guess not fail to deliver. I mean, yeah, it, it just, did something. It did something. Uh, I guess a good way of describing it for before we get to you know the. The, 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 the changeover, the changeover to the main thing is that when this when this episode end ended and the main and the end credits are to play, I silently turned off the TV. Then, without a word, being there and separately went to the bathroom, <laughs> and then then went to go rec- like we we have not spoken a word to each other since this ended. No, no, there's so much to unpack. No, we we uh, were we were like two people who just were just in a car accident, and you're just sort of like in shock. For the record, we went to the bathroom not to vomit. I mean, it kind of sounds like that's why we went there. No, no, no. We just I, knew we'd be talking for a long time, and so we both knew in our souls that we should go to the bathroom before. I, I more we sat just down meant that like neither of us really spoke to each other. Like we were, we we watched it together. We were, you know, we were sitting very close to each other, and then turned off the TV and just went our own ways. Like car crash victims, as you said. I really don't know what more there is to talk. Like this is going. This is going to be a long episode. I can tell right now. So much has happened. Yeah. So I mean, we might as well just get into it. There's no need for a preamble. We're going to do this. This is Riverdale season three, episode one, Labor Day. Well, finally. Finally on this show, this TV show, Riverdale, a year has passed. <laughs> we have had three seasons. Yeah, I guess we were supposed to maybe assume that the end of last season was the end of the year. Which, what? Whatever, wherever, wherever last season ended, I'll tell you this season begins at the end of summer. At least three months have passed. Approximately three months. Yeah. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> yeah. Uh... But we start out, and it's Jughead doing his customary voiceover. Uh, this is the summer before junior year in Which high is school. Apparently, a very important summer. Yeah, and we uh, learn some things about this summer. Veronica is a waitress, and Betty is a lawyer. The the confusing thing about this is that as Jughead talks, there's clearly shows like, ah, oh, here's a shot of uh, Veronica working in Pops. Though technically she owns Pops, so I don't know why she's also working at like you know it's a. Like she's, a hard job. Well, that she's, she has she's to working at it because the way the jug is like, ah, oh, either you're slaving away at a part time job. I'm like, she owns that restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, or doing a uh, unpaid internship, and that's Betty lawyering. That. And then it goes into like a dream sequence, I guess, where yeah. all the kids are at a swimming hole, uh, and Jughead's watching from a rock, and he has feels, I but know. we don't really know what his feels are. I don't know, but don't know. even though Veronica is working at Pop Tates, uh, Betty is helping the lawyers, McCoy and... <laughs> McCoy, who gets no lines this episode as a lawyer. No! Did she even have lines as McCoy? She did. Well, no, she had lines. Her only line is when uh, Josie's talking to her, and McCoy's like, huh, give about a 50-50. Oh, that's right. But she never speaks in the courtroom or does anything, so Which, I don't know... She should definitely be the head lawyer on the case, Look, because well, the other lawyer on the case... Yeah. Molly Ringwald Andrews. Yeah, which we do start out with the case. And we start out with what I thought were opening statements. They're not. They were closing statements. 
and we learn that it is full on twelve angry men in this courtroom. Yeah, it's it's very like it's very southern heat. They're all sitting around. There's um, old fans run in, and they're all fanning themselves. This episode really leans into the 1950s aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, they're really going leans hard into for it that. Hard. But so the I guess the closing statements happen. Uh, we hear from the opposing lawyer who's who mentions all the you know terrible things Archie has, have done, like being a vigilante yep. twice. Yep. Uh, shoving a gun in the Sweet Pea's face, which it's interesting that she brings that up because Sweet Pea's now his friend. Yeah, so why? Why? Why did? Why did that come did, up? Yeah, how do they know that? How does that? How is that a known thing? The only people he did it in front of were the people who eventually became his friends, which and, is a weird thing. And but. no one really listens to the serpent, so even if they did complain about it at the time, everyone would be like, "But Archie Andrews is a sweet boy." Yeah, so I'm not sure how that one came up. Uh Anyway, so it's essentially she's doing a lot of, like, character stuff, and then Molly Ringwald, Andrew, stands up. And is like, no, no, Archie is a sweet boy. <laughs> My boy is a sweet boy. He is the president of the student council. He has feelings. <laughs> he once punched through ice to save a classmate. Which also makes me wonder, how do you, who told you about that? Did they just be like, oh, by the way, uh, <laughs> Miss Andrews, do you know Archie punched through ice? Because, you know, there's one thing we know, and it's that Cheryl does not testify in this court case. Yeah, it sounds like no one testifies in this court case. But there's also no it, evidence. Yeah, it really sounds like there's nothing here. Literally what happened was that, I guess, Hiram told the sheriff, hey, Archie killed that boy. And the sheriff went and arrested him. And then they there's, were like, Archie's bad. Archie's good. This is how court works. Yeah, they have. So there's no evidence. It's all just character stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, the the prosecution... Prosecution's trying to uh, show that he's a bad boy. Yeah, they're trying to put a, a sequence of events to show that he's bad, and they're putting a sequence of events to show he's good. But I feel like this is pretty open and shut. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. There's no gun. Oh, no no, no one, one saw him do a shoot. Not only that, who the only person who accused him had to have been Hiram. Yeah, or, or else the sheriff's like, oh, it's an anonymous. So an an- anonymous tip so, that this boy killed another yeah, boy. So an anonymous tip says that Archie Andrews killed a boy. Also, <laughs> period. And I, I guess they could get testimony from the other boys who tried to break into the house and murder the teens. Yes, because you know those are compelling witnesses. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would it, even if we saw them, it would have been nice to see Molly Ringwald be like, but you also broke into the house and threatened to kill them, right? So, is there a guarantee that you didn't kill your friend? Yeah, because you guys seem like the only ones with guns. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's there's a lot that makes this court case, which which once again is an actual court case, like all court. Yeah, then the writers on this show are not good at how the world works. Yes, yeah, they don't they don't understand that Veronica can't own a bar. They don't understand that usually with court cases there have to be a case also, has to be built. And also, the judge ends this by being like, so. uh... We'll, we will uh, we'll have – I mean, this is uh, – sorry, jumping ahead a little bit, but I do want to go to this part. We'll jump yeah, back yeah. to the other things later. The uh, the judge ends this by being by being, being like, like – I have told the jury they are sequestered. Yeah, because like, essentially they're – the jury can't come to a decision, so they're going to go for the, the weekend, uh, Labor Day. And then he goes, Archie Andrews, 
I would recommend that you should spend some time with your loved ones. Soak it up while you can, boy. Which really feels like that judge is already decided. really biased. Yeah. It seems like he already has decided what his what it will be. He obviously works for Hiram. <sighs> anyway. I just... We do, before that happens, we do cut outside briefly. We get uh, we get an interesting shot where we see Betty taking pills. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, hey, they they uh they in, they introduce something without words. That was a real good way of introducing things. It was clever. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but then Archie is just sort of sitting around. He's not- alone, sitting in a stairwell, not with a- no supervision. Yeah. So I mean, I guess he must have been let off on bail. But I don't think he can be let off on bail for murder. Oh, I on Arrow he gets let off on bail for murder. So maybe you can't be left on bail for murder. I think also in The Flash, he gets let off on bail for murder. Because let's be clear, Archie is allowed to just, like, do whatever he wants. Anything he wants. Yeah, so he... Like, he just wanders off and sits on some stairs by himself. Yeah, this man suspected of murder, suspected of cold-blooded murder. Sits on the stairs, alone. Yeah. Anyway, he's, um, apparently he's having the same nightmare that Jughead is having of them swimming at... Yeah, they're having fun swimming, but then he looks up and his friends are walking away from him. Yeah, Archie has some real weird daymares uh, throughout this episode. It's just his programming is breaking down. That's the only thing I can imagine is that he's creating, like, <laughs> he's like, oh, these are all the possible futures. But because he's a teenage robot, they're all pessimistic possible futures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and then all the... The, the uh, judge is judgy. Yeah, the judge is judgy, and uh, <laughs> as they're leaving, uh, Hiram, Hiram has to throw in some, like, ooh. ooh, well, I guess you should have a good weekend. Because it might be your last. And Luke Perry puts his fist against his face. He full-on punches him <laughs> to the ground. And then my favorite thing is that Hiram, like, they were going to go, go just go a full-on brawl, <laughs> both of them, until other people held them back. <laughs> it's so good. Like, Hiram was going to come back. Oh, yeah, he was going to punch back. I, no, he was going to wrestle back. Remember, oh, yeah, Hiram? He doesn't punch, he's a wrestler. He <laughs> and Luke Perry Andrews probably, because he is the strongest, greatest man ever, would just stand there as Hiram tried to wrestle him to the ground and be like, What are you doing? Why are you hugging my torso? Stop this. Stop this weird I, I, old I man. I punched you. Stop hugging me. And I would be like, I'm wrestling you. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, then we go over to Pop Tates. Uh, we we do get uh, another... A sh- weird short scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it'll... It's it, on the way in. Yeah, on the way in, uh, Jughead passes by Dilton and a guy named Ben, and they're clearly playing some form of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Except for it's just the two of them, which don't get me wrong, you can play... A one-person one campaign. Yeah, you can do a one-person campaign, but Ben is super aggressive, like, don't tell him. <laughs> I'm like, is this a sex thing? Are they well, doing sex D&D? Kevin, as we find out later, yes. It is it is something. <laughs> this this season has decided to do Dungeons and Dragons with a game <laughs> both that both me and my sister have played. And I know, I know my Dungeons and Dragons always devolves into full-on true detective crime murders. Yeah, I'm not sure where they're going, but it really sounds like they're going satanic panic. Yeah. Uh, so well, I mean, they are really leaning into the 1950s, and if we just progress through time a little bit, yeah. we're going to hit the 70s. So we'll uh, we'll touch on that. But he keeps going, and uh, he sits with, Jughead sits with Archie and Veronica and Betty. And all of Archie's friends want to go wander the woods to try to find Andre's gun again. Which is something the police should have done <laughs> before arresting Archie. Yeah, or it sounds like, like it sounds like... 
man, it would have been real nice if... Uh, we hadn't skipped over these three months, and we actually understood how this court case was. Yeah, there's built. a lot of like this skipping over these three months is a real weird choice. Uh, there's no evidence. There's just perjury. Like, and, th- and this is always weird because I, I said that like I think I said last time like I wouldn't mind if they skipped forward, but they skipped forward in a really bad way. Yeah, they missed important stuff. Well, because I, I also thought that what Hiram would want to do is get that gun, plant Archie's fingerprints on it, and I'm sure Archie has touched the gun at some point, and then have some actual evidence. I mean, I guess Archie did shout, I killed a boy in that mob restaurant one time. Do they have a recording of it? Well, n- no, because that was Pop Tate's. It wasn't. Oh, it was Pop Tate's. Yeah. It wasn't at the Italian restaurant? No, that was Pop. No, um, that might have been. No, that was the Italian restaurant. But that's the mob. <laughs> what are they going to do? Well, th- thankfully, we got these tapes from the mafia. <laughs> the show Archie shouting, I killed a boy. <laughs> I think he also says he killed Papa Poutine, so. Yeah. Oh, Papa Poutine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's weird. Um, but as they're talking, uh, we have to introduce our final main character. Not Josie. No, not, not Josie. Josie. We met Josie earlier, but she's still not a main character. Cheryl. Cher- Cheryl kicks in the door wearing... <laughs> <laughs> Well, she when she enters the room, everyone has to pay attention. She kicks in a door. She's wearing her pink serpent's jacket. And a bathing suit top. Yeah, it's summer. It's very clearly summer. She should not be wearing that leather jacket. Uh, she wants to show it off, I guess. And it's she... definitely going to be sticking to her skin, though. Oh, it just looks yeah. so uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it feels like if it's that, that hot, that leather jacket is just going to be sticking to her. <laughs> anyway. She comes up to her friends. You know, they are the main characters. <laughs> yeah. And declares that she's throwing a pool party. Oh, she's been gone her, for yeah, three months. Her and Tony went on a motorbike because we've trip. seen Cheryl riding a motorbike before. I, I think Tony drove it and Cheryl was on the back. <laughs> Probably. Anyway, Just they got firing back. arrows into the air. They got back from their three-month trip, and now she's throwing a pool party. Yeah. Because she's in charge of her family now, right? Yeah, I think that's where we left her, is that she did some... Though her mom she did some is, crime. Her mom is part of the League of Dumb Villains. <laughs> that's true. But Cheryl definitely does have... A, Look, I don't understand what happened there. We'll deal with that when it comes up. There's Wait. so many things. There's so many gaps in this story right now. Who is the League of Dumb Villains? It's um, Hiram. Hiram. It's Cheryl's mom. It's Penny Peabody. Oh yes, it's the leader of the Ghoulies, a teenager. Yeah. Well, I mean, he might be an adult. <laughs> it's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell in the show. Oh, and um, her dad uncle. Oh yeah. 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 The, the guy who's not uh the Clifford Blossom. Yeah, not Clifford Blossom. His, Augustus or something dumb like that. His name can't be Clifford, then can it? No, it's it's it, he has some. He's it's like Augustus or Brutus or Claudius. Claudius, it's something like it's that. It's Claudius because they're Claudius. twins and their names start with the same letter. It's uh, a thing because that's how you name. That's how you name twins. Yeah, it's a dumb show. And Cheryl wants a party. She definitely makes Archie feel sad. <laughs> but Archie also only wants to have fun this weekend. He does not oh. want to. Look for a gun that doesn't exist. Yeah, which is fair, because yeah. the judge did tell him he's going to jail, because that judge is bad. He's a bad judge. Uh, we have a scene where it's reinforced that Betty hates the farm. <laughs> also, her mom is in a crazy, crazy cult. Which is the farm, run by Edgar Evernever? Never ever? Ever never. Yeah, it's something like that. Ever but, ever. But Betty wants to hang out with Archie, but apparently Edgar from the farm is coming. Which I mean, we'd actually see him. We don't. No. Well, I mean, we did see a couple of people standing around a fire later. Yeah, but we didn't. We, we didn't, didn't see Edgar yet. We didn't see no. him. 
Uh, but he's coming by. Betty's like, I don't like the farm, which makes sense. His farm's a cult. Yep. I will say that Alice has changed. She is now perpetually damp mm-hmm. and crazy. And loves caftans. Mm, yes. Mm. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> they do some real comparisons between the, between this farm and, like, hippie commune life. And they are full on yeah. going. So Betty will not do the farm. She will go help Archie with his car. Yeah. So, which is a nice throwback to when she worked on cars with her dad in the yeah. first season. So Archie, Luke Perry Andrews, and Betty finish up the jalopy. Just in time. And it works. I feel like we're going to have to stop saying this. Every time Archie's in a scene with someone, he will spend a short amount of time saying goodbye to them. Yes. It'll happen over and over and over again, and it will become more infuriating every single time we see it. Because this sweet, dumb boy needs some sweet, dumb therapy. Yeah. <laughs> so he loses this fatalistic attitude. Yeah, he is... I... I, I can't imagine... Th- this guy is the lead of this show, presumably. Like he's Archie Andrews. He is Archie Andrews. He's he's he's, he's not chaotic, stupid. He's he's <laughs> lawful, stupid. I guess. Yes, because he deserves this. Yeah. Because he is not perfect. Yeah. It's essentially, Archie's thrust. I mean, this episode. I mean, I think he's he's stupid good. Is what he is. He is stupid on the good. alignment chart. He is stupid good. Man, that alignment chart could come with so much if there's D and D in this. Oh my gosh. Uh, man, all my references are finally coming up. <laughs> Um, oh, yes. This is when Archie wants Betty to look after his dad because his dad will be alone. <laughs> and his dad can't take care of himself. This an grown adult. man. <laughs> this grown man. Well, if there's anything in the show, apparently no adults even think that they can control. Like, every adult always is like, ah, these teens clearly are more in control. Which we learn. I'm shocked that the judge isn't a teenager. <laughs> I mean, I clearly can't do this job, so here's my daughter. She will make the verdict. <laughs> She's more experienced than me, for she is a teenager. I guess she wouldn't make the verdict. She would make the punishment once the <laughs> verdict is laid. Okay. I don't know. Uh, we, we cover to the uh, the lodges, and Veronica apparently thinks this is about her. And it is an infuriating scene where she demands that her dad stop this. He can stop this. He started this. He can stop this. You know that this, is, that this isn't true. And Hiram's like, I don't know what you're talking well, about. I don't know anything. Well, I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> you're doing this to punish me. Like, oh, Veronica, it's out of my hands. And I'm like, no, he's doing this because Archie threatened, like, was like, I'm going to go to the police. And then Hiram was like, I'll go to the police. <laughs> See you there. <laughs> well, if you go to the police, then, you, then you're going to have to tailgate behind me because I'm going to the police. Ugh. <sighs> Uh, speaking of hippie communes. The serpents now live on a hippie commune. It, I guess because they got kicked out of the south side. Yeah, I mean, they did get kicked out of the south so side. So now they just live in a forest on the north side? You no, know, they just live in the woods. But wait. Like serpents do. Chughead still lives in his trailer. Yeah. Isn't the trailer park in the south side? I don't know, Aaron. Aaron. I don't know anything anymore. Aaron. <laughs> this show is a bagel. It just drips cream cheese on your body. In that, in that, there's a hole in it. <laughs> cream cheese. And it just drips something. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, so oh. Jughead sort of has a scene where he's walking with Fangs and Sweepy, and in this episode, Fangs is shirtless and oiled, and also has no scar from his stab shot. He was shot. Um. He was shot in the abdomen. Was he shot? No, he was shot. He was shot by the. By Reggie. Yeah. But not no, Reggie. No, 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 Reggie, the mom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, who never, I don't I don't think she ever, like, went to jail or anything. 
well, the only person who isn't allowed to kill people is Archie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so before every scene, Fangs will be will be oily. But they're walking through, and apparently, Hot Dog is missing. So they're sending out spies. Once again, for the last three months, they've been spending they've been sending out spies looking to, for their dog, looking for their dog, Hot Dog, which is actually very sad. It is I very don't sad. like that. Uh, but they they go up and they find Archie. Where we saw Archie getting a serpent tattoo. He's getting it because he's ready to go to jail. And he needs the protection. Yeah. What is very important about the scene is FP is also a tattoo artist, but because he's an old, he needs tattoo glasses. Yeah, he's got his, he's got his little reading glasses to do his tattoo. <laughs> the cleanest tattoo. There's no red. There's no swelling. I mean, I didn't have red and swelling when I got my tattoo. No, I guess. But I did have a little bit of blood. Yeah. Well, for Archie is a robot, for he has no blood. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> Except for when he punched through the ice. Well, they. Well, yeah, but then he's like, "We should actually get this blood out of you." There's no reason for you to have it. <laughs> you don't it. need it. You don't need this blood. It got all over that ice. <laughs> it got all over the ice. <laughs> you made all that ice bloody, Archie. <laughs> that was a waste of good blood. Now you don't get blood anymore. I do like the fact that he punched the ice. I mean, that has to be a reaction to. Like, this feels like what the lawyers were saying were reactions to... Things like, that people have said. Yeah, a few things that people have said. Like, punching the ice is insane. He was wearing shoes. <laughs> he could have kicked. But he punched. Now, they Archie gets some advice from Jughead, which is like, use that serpent tattoo, make friends with the serpents. Yep. And then FP is like, I too have been to jail. You take care of your soul. <laughs> the serpents will take care of your body. You take care of your soul. No, he's his mind because he touches oh, his yeah, head. Oh, yeah, he his mind. But he means soul. <laughs> he means soul, but he is, but the soul's in the head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where the brain is. Well, Archie doesn't have a heart. It's where all his robot are. <laughs> no, he does have are. a heart. It's just in his head. <laughs> right. Where all his things are. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, because the robot components are in the chest. Yes. We know this. That's we know what he this. plugs this in. Is con- this is canon. This is canon. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, but if I go to jail, I could just break out, for I am robo-strong. But Archie, you deserve jail. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're right, other voice in my head. <laughs> I do deserve jail. At, at what point in this episode do you think that, um, Fred, that Luke Perry Andrew sat down and said, I built that boy stupid? <laughs> I'm going to guess that he did it nightly. <laughs> oh, man. For the past I, three months. I really messed up the, uh, the moral center of that robot I made. Oh, I, I, my calculations were wrong. Yeah. I gotta go back to my math. <laughs> Make him a better robot. <laughs> uh, so at Betty's house, Alice has is still full on losing her mind. Yeah, still damp and crazy. She has collected all of Betty's diaries, which is troubling. That's a real invasion of trust. <laughs> well, we already know she does that, Aaron. She knows where all the diaries are and has read them all many times. So she's collected them. And Edgar... <laughs> thinks that Betty should burn her diaries. Yes. Because they're filled with sorrow. And Betty's like, this is nuts! No, it's because the cult wants her wants her to be a clean slate so they can fill her with crazy stuff. I'm gonna say one thing about this, this episode. They do cult real good. So well. Like, this cult is insidious, and it is just, it's like, it's just enough that you can almost be like, yeah, this cult is making some sense. Because to be fair, you're like, okay, maybe she should throw away her past. But there's, but there's a reason why um, a lot of the most harmful cults grab people who are going through trauma. And mm-hmm. a, lot, like a lot of those people are – because they're very easy to – They're just looking for something. They just need answers, and the cult gives them answers. Yeah, yeah. And so – Alice they, needed answers. Yes, they do – they – once again, of all the things, this show does cult real well. I mean, right now, we'll – Yeah, we'll see when we meet the cult. <laughs> but just looking at Alice and Polly, good cult. 
And then as Betty storms out, uh, Polly, who it took me a while to figure out it was Polly, uh, took me took me about it took me a second, it took me a second longer than it should have to be like, oh, it's Polly. You also asked me what her name was. I forgot what her name so, was. So way to go, show. Because there's a character character called Polly and a character called Penny. Yeah, it's not smart. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Polly's like, that's not all she is, mother. Let me tattle on my sister. For I am good. Polly is so into this, like, Polly's into this cult to a horrifying extent. I mean, Polly was super into the cult before, too. I mean, I, I apparently even before, like, what, where, how'd she meet this cult? Because she must have been into it before her This end. is the farm that Jason and her were going to run away to. I know, but they never been, that's what I mean, like, how long has she known, like, them for? Because she was going to go to the farm. I think Jason knew them. Really? We think that's going to be the connection? I think so. Because uh, didn't Jason make their running away plan? Well, no, but here's the thing. I honestly do not believe these writers had a cult in mind in the first season. No, I they, don't think so either. Because they went from saying we're going to a farm to going to the farm in the second season. Good point. Which makes me think, think that they were going to a farm. And then maybe Polly just misunderstood and Googled farm and, so and then found this cult. <laughs> Jason was going to bring her someplace completely different. He was like, going to take her to like a nice farm, a nice like radish farm with like goats and <laughs> a real those... simple, lovely life. Yeah, those adorable fainting goats. <gasps> yeah, yeah, that'd be great. But instead, she was just like farm. And then she was like, "Oh, the farm." <laughs> Clearly, that's what Jason meant. She had to scroll past all the natural health food <laughs> things, and then she found, "Oh, this must be where he meant." She probably googled "farm near Riverdale." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, on on Teen Sleuthster. Exactly. Which which of which course swings w- towards cults because it's for sleuthing. Yeah, because it's for crime. <laughs> <laughs> so he's probably going to tell on Betty. Great. Then we reach a scene that literally paralyzed me. So this is the party of the episode. It's Cheryl's pool party. I don't know where they are. Oh, they're outside of her burned out mansion. So this is the burned out mansion. Yeah, we saw the burned out mansion in the background of a couple shots. I did not. I that Aaron, I was way too focused on other things, That's uh, fair. like the fact that Sweepy and Josie are dating. And he loves her. Yeah, that's that was been happening over three months. I'm like, what about Josie and Reggie? Yeah, they had a thing. But but then Reggie was really. kind of bad. Yeah. Remember when he wanted to beat up the serpents and stuff? I'm gonna be honest. I spent a lot of this scene looking at the extras in the oh, background. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, there's 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 at least one great one where you look in the background and these two <laughs> there's these two extras and they are definitely told bounce along to music and point at things. That's what they do. <laughs> they also both chose different tempos of music, so they're ba- so they're sort of moving at different rhythms. <laughs> and their acting is so bad. There's one who was like, "Oh, what's over there? Oh, that's, that's a bird over there. Oh. oh yeah. Oh hey, hey, look, there's someone over there. Yeah, there's people over there. Oh man, music, music is Ooh. going on. Look, we're we're holding drinks. Let's. And cheers. for some reason, the cinematographer decided to give them three quarters of the frame yeah too much focus like <laughs> sweepy and josie are off in the corner and we're foc- and not, not the focus but the camera frame is filled by these two extras in the background and you know what i'm sure these sweet canadian girls were so excited to be on riverdale they are given they are hey they are given a lot of us uh, screen time i hope they got also got really good craft services food oh, i bet they did i bet they did uh so sweepy and josie that goes to archie Mo- no, 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 Moose and Kevin first. Oh, yeah, because Kevin decides to take this scene to be like, hey, Moose, we should have sex. By Halloween. 
Yeah. It'll be like American Pie, yeah, but you yeah. and me <laughs> having sex. He sets up, hey, you know those movies where the teens uh, agree to, like, they're going to lose their virginity by the end of school year? I'm like, so specifically American Pie. Hmm. Uh, we should do that. Except for it should be Halloween. It should be me and you. And also, we're not trying to have sex. You we and will. I are just going to have sex. We're going to have sex on Halloween, before Halloween. And I don't think Moose realizes he's being propositioned. Moose's <laughs> like, huh, interesting. And then Kevin goes back to whatever he's <laughs> reading. reading. Oh, I should point out, that is Kevin's entire role this episode. That is his bit. Well, he, I mean, he did have the one point where he was like, hey, the judge has made a verdict. That's and true. And he was incorrect. No, yeah, he's wrong. He does not make a verdict. <laughs> then we have Archie and Reggie. Archie for... and Reggie are shirtless and throwing a football between them. They're doing a real Tommy Wiseau thing here. And this did not make me angry, for it is football season. Aaron, you can throw a football outside of football season. No, you can't. You <laughs> Legally, you're allowed to. Uh, not in Riverdale. What? They you... have weird laws. Yeah, but they're mostly pertain to like who and who who and who cannot murder people. That's true. Archie Everyone Andrews can't Archie. murder. <laughs> This woman, she can murder. She has a reason. She is sad. Cheryl Blossom can murder. <laughs> Tony Topaz, not a murderer. Not a murderer. Fred, <laughs> Luke Barry Andrews can murder on Tuesdays and, and every other Sunday. Unless it's Hiram Lodge. He can murder Hiram Lodge anytime he wants. But we don't tell him, which makes it fun. It's called dramatic irony. Ooh. I am in charge of law. This town doesn't have a... No, it doesn't have a mayor. Hermione's the mayor. I forgot Hermione's the mayor. That's why those laws are that. <laughs> I came up with a fun game. <laughs> but Kevin, can Hermione murder? Um, yes. Hermione yeah. can murder. She's proven it on many occasions. Though uh, apparently, apparently they forget it sometimes. All right, so we go from Archie and Reggie shirtless passing, where essentially, once again, it's another Archie scene where he's saying goodbye. And Reggie's like... I don't think you're going anywhere. And Archie's like, ah, oh, you don't know that, man. You don't know that. God, we're so shirtless right now. And who appreciates the shirtlessness? Cheryl. Cheryl. Except for we learned that actually what she is is sad that there's nothing she... That that man saved my life two seasons ago. And there's nothing I can do. Like, Cheryl, you've been around for the entire last season. You had an entire last season to do something to thank him for this. Well, it, she did. Remember when she... No, she awkwardly hit on him is what oh, she did. Right. She tried to seduce him. And you know what she could have done for this? No, that was still first season, wasn't it? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, uh, and I, I don't, I can't remember what Cheryl did last season because I don't, don't know if she does any season. She just became the Crimson Hood. <sighs> but Cheryl also is devastated. There's nothing she can do for Archie. And at that point, I was like, oh, she could have stuck around and been a character witness as to how good he is. No, and then she went on a bike ride with her girlfriend, and they came back being like, I'm so sad about this boy who saved my life. And Tony's like, I can't with you. I love you, but... <laughs> I was like, God damn it. Uh, and then that goes over to Veronica and Betty. Veronica's also sad because after closing remarks were made... <sighs> Man, if, if I could only just get it from the jury and tell them about my evidence. Like, what? why did you do that during the three-month trial? Yeah, why did you do it during the trial, Veronica? Why are you doing it now after it's all done? She goes... <sighs> Lawyer McCoy and Molly Ringwald Andrews said I was too late. Because you were too late. Because they made closing remarks already, dummy. But then Josie, daughter of lawyer and former Mayor McCoy. Has some intel. She She's like, have you considered jury tampering? I know where the jury is. Why does why does she know where the jury is? Because there's only one hotel in town. <laughs> five seasons. 
I made a get no because there's the Five Seasons and the Pembroke. Pembroke's an apartment complex. Okay, I thought no, I thought that's it was a hotel. Veronica, no, Veronica lives in the Pembroke. I know that's why. That's why I thought that was a crazy thing because they live in a hotel. No, they live in an apartment building. That apartment building has a concierge. Is it for riches? <laughs> All right. Oh no, wait. They don't have a concierge anymore. The concierge is gone because he was Andre. Him dead. Yeah. Is he dead? Is Andre dead? I don't remember. I think, I think he just ran away. Didn't Small Fry kill him? Maybe Small Fry killed him. What was, what was the end of Andre's story? I think him dead. I think, yeah, Small Fry might have killed Andre. No, yeah, Small Fry did kill Andre. Yeah, because then he broke in and yeah. he held the lodge woman hostage. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. And then Archie saved them? I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't care. Um, anyway, Josie's like, how would you try some jury tampering for He's like, yeah, if I could just go in front of one of them and convince them. I'll just tell them my dad is bad. <laughs> I'm like, this is, no, 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 don't get me wrong. This is the most dumb teenage plan ever. Which is actually realistic. Yeah. It's just that the rest of the show is so, it. it yeah. Anyway. So then Jughead stares at Dilton. Well, and Dilton <laughs> stares at. The sky? No, no. Dilton stares at him back. Let's be clear. I don't know why you started with Jughead. Definitely Dilton is standing about four feet outside of this party in full clothes and stares at Jughead. <laughs> and Jughead stares back. Now, why is Dilton obsessed with Jughead in this episode? Unclear. We will learn, though, though it's also still unclear. <laughs> it's true. Anyway, there's no time for staring because in runs Cause, Fangs. Because Fangs has finished oiling himself up. And still sure, still oily. Ready for the scene. And Jughead, the ghoulies have the dog. They have a hot dog. And they haven't been feeding him, and that makes me very sad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, then the kids, the serpent kids, yeah. have a meeting, I guess, in the burned out mansion. Yeah, I guess that's where they are. <laughs> to make a plan. And their plan is essentially... After dark, we'll get the dog. Yeah. And, and Betty's like, I want to come too. And Jughead's like, you can't come. And she's like, I'm a serpent queen now. Which I'm like, okay, so that is part That is part of the deal then. Yeah, so his girlfriend has to all be these, a part of it. All these teenagers are be in charge of this. Because his dad put him in charge of the gang. His dad, who is still around and clearly in the gang. Because he just, tattooed Archie. He's just like, I don't, know, don't really want to do this anymore. You're probably better for this teenager who's still going to school. <sighs> <sighs> anyway, so they're, they're going to go get their dog. Yeah. But we do, we head over to the Andrews and we get a, little, a nice scene. The parents are talking about, like, the trial. And they're like, and, when did we goof up? And Molly's like, maybe if I didn't leave. But then, but then the parents like, no, Hiram's just, a, like, a, a bad person. Yeah, he's just a bad dude. And, it, and, and like, I'm so sorry that, Ar that, like, he somehow got his claws into Archie through then, Veronica, really. Yeah. And then Archie comes in. Man, he, really, it is Veronica's fault. It is actually Veronica's <laughs> fault. <laughs> So anyway. Archie interrupts his parents. He's like, hey, guys, don't blame yourselves. I made a lot of pretty big mistakes, and I pretty much deserve to go to jail. You are the best parents ever. No, no, Archie, that's not how any of this works. You were manipulated by a grown man. <laughs> stop, stop always assuming you need to go to jail. Like, I like to imagine that sometimes up in the morning, Archie wakes up, and he goes down to make his breakfast, and he drops his bowl on, like, the tile, and it smashes, and his dad comes in, and Archie's like, Dad! I dropped the bowl. I made so many mistakes leading up to this moment. I should have I, held the bowl tighter. I shouldn't have put in so much milk. I need to be punished, Dad. I should go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> his dad's like, 
man, I really did some weird things. So you're so good. We got to get that fixed. Soon. Maybe Soon tomorrow. I'll fix it, Archie. I'm trying to become the mayor. I don't got time for this right now. And now he's like, oh, I should just touched up his programming a little bit earlier. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, so Veronica heads off to do some jury tampering. Which her dad knew she would do. <laughs> so he's like, you know what? She's probably going to do something stupid. Sheriff, the not a deputy, the sheriff, because the sheriff is the only yeah. crooked one, I guess. Go hang out in the hallway waiting for my daughter to do something dumb. Well, they already had, like, Josie says they're probably with guards up there. She yeah. got around them because she was dressed as a as Which a is maid. also very clearly Veronica Lodge. She just puts on a maid shirt on top of her dress. Yeah. <laughs> No disguise. But, but apparently only the sheriff can recognize Veronica Lodge. And he's actually very, very nice because he calls her mom instead of her dad. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually impressed that. I mean, I assume he called the apart the apartment and her money picked up. And then she was like, oh, no, Hiram can't know about this. Yeah, and then we learn that apparently they're switching her character up again. And now she's only doing this because Veronica gets certain protections because she's Hiram's daughter. But Hermione doesn't get to enjoy these protections. But so she can't let her her daughter be alone with Hiram, who's a monster. But she is clearly, like, last season she was 110% in the mafia. Yeah, she, she was... She, she set up Andre to, to, like, do the whole test with, yeah, with Archie. Yeah, the fake FBI thing. So... What what you said, which might maybe might make some sense, that people decided to put like the audience decided to push back against that, and now they're trying to claw their way back. I really just wish they would commit to a premise for her because the first season, her premise was I am a woman trying to get back from the, the fact that my husband went to jail, and I'm trying to keep my, do the best for my daughter. And you know what? You still could have done that when he came back because now she has to balance protecting yeah. her daughter with the husband who's there. But the problem is the second half of season one. And then the entirety of season two was Hermione is a partner to Hiram. And she likes it. They are both, like, mafia. Yeah. And now it sounds like this season they're going back the other way again. Where she's like, I just do the things I have to do. I'm doing this for you. I don't like this. I don't like all the things I do. Like, But last season that's not what you were going with. Just commit to one thing, writers of Riverdale. Yeah. <sighs> so the serpents uh, come to get... The dog. They they watch. It's, let's be clear. This is very obviously a trap. Oh, a hund a hund hundo p hundo p hot dog is in the middle of like a fence off section of a farm, I guess. And I guess these guys very obviously stand on top of their truck <laughs> and watch the farm for an hour. Yeah, they're just staring as hot dogs is in the middle of the farm. It's the most trap trap that's ever been trapped. So Jughead goes to get the dog. Then, oh, lights are on. The trap uh, is sprung. Oh, what's happening? Uh, oh, well, it's Penny Peabody. She's still around. Yeah, remember when she was a lawyer? And now she's just, like, full-on <laughs> gang leader trash, I well, guess? Well, once again, she's part of the League of Dumb Villains. Ugh. She wants drugs. Yes. And, and, I, guess, she... and I, guess her, I guess her background is that she was upset that the serpents weren't dealing drugs. So she forced them to deal, to deal drugs. drugs. Which, and then when the serpent said no again, she beat up Jughead <laughs> and joined the Ghoulies. And the so Jughead's like, oh, I just want my dog. I'm, I'm 16. And then she's like, Yeah, the jacket says Southside on it. We're gonna uh, give us that jacket. 
Because you're not in the South Side anymore. I was distracted a lot of this thing. Once again, look at the extras. That there's one extra who literally has a hook on a pole. Like, they all have we- like they have weapons, and whoever the ghoulie guy is has a baseball bat. But there is a man there who I think just has a hook on a pole. It could also be an umbrella. It's hard to tell. I mean, it feels like it's a hook. Well, umbrellas have hooks on the end. No, but I feel like it's a sharp hook. Oh. <laughs> you know, he just took an umbrella and sharpened the handle down. <laughs> He's like, ha weapon. Yeah, you get it? And then if it's, if it's raining, I'll flip it around, and then I'm good. So We're all proud of you. Jughead is essentially like, oh, this is all so dumb. And then the ghoulie guy is like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, well, because he's like, I'll give you the jacket and then I'll leave with the dog. And then the ghoulie's like, ah, I hate this thing. And then apparently Cheryl is... <laughs> Cheryl's still the Crimson Hood. Cheryl makes an executive decision to shoot that man with an arrow. But she shoots him in the shoulder. Well, I also like to make it clear that if they did not put in the sound effects of him going, ah, ah, throughout the rest of this, this scene, he would be dead. Because we never see him again. It's true. She shoots him with an arrow. He falls down. And he disappears forever. So I wonder if there's an early edit. Where she did kill him? No, no, no. Where it's just silent. And then they're like, we should put in some sound effects. Because Cheryl Blossom just murdered that man. Although she could have. You don't shoot him with an arrow. I know. Well, she knows. She was not aiming for the heart. Um, Yeah, but still not... Anyway, she nearly kills a man, and then... And then the ghoulies are like, well, let's kill all these teenagers. Yeah, Penny's like, ah, I'm gonna gonna kill this person. And then <laughs> then Jughead's like, Cheryl put the next shot between Penny Penny's- Peabody's eyes. And I'm like, okay, so he was just threatening. And then she do- she clearly is just doing it if she does anything. Yeah. Not He wasn't just telling her to kill. It really did sound like he was just being like, all right, Cheryl, kill her. Do it. Kill her right now. Well, see... Penny Peabody makes the biggest mistake of all, which is threatening Ponytail, a.k.a. Betty. Yeah, and Penny's also just like, we're going to just straight up kill all these teenagers. And also, she's like, ah, well, the north side now is a target on it. And I'm like, there's other people around than just you guys. Yeah. Like, I feel like Hiram's police force... Is not standing for gang warfare. I mean, I, I guess Hiram is part of the League of Dumb Villains, but I don't think he'd be happy about being at Benny Peabody, like... Yeah, he does not want riots. He does not want people burning down his town. No, he's at Benny Peabody. He can sell drugs in the South. I don't think he'd be happy if Penny if Penny was like, ah, now I'm assaulting the North. Oh, wait. It means that Penny will be the first one in his fancy pants jail. <laughs> yeah. His for-profit prison. Oh, right. I forgot. He, he is opening a prison. Yeah, that's his character trait. I know. I just, I, there's so many dumb things. So <sighs> this goes straight into a dream sequence, but it doesn't seem like a dream sequence. You, the, all the, all the teens like run away. Run away into the forest. Yeah. And then it cuts to a teen running through the forest and yeah. someone shouting, stop, stop. And it turns out what it is, is it's Archie, uh, dreaming, chasing down, uh, Cassidy. The, Cassidy. And, and Andre. Oh, uh, no, Andre, no, he, you see him tackle someone, pull off the hood, and then. Well, he thinks we think that he's chasing Cassidy and Andre, and we think he's having a dream that he could save Andre, but then well, he turns well, Andre around, and Andre is him. Yeah, Andre shoots Cassidy, Andre turns around, Andre is Archie, then Archie looks at his friends, and they're all like, horrified, then Archie looks at his hands, and all covered in blood, and I'm like, okay, so now this is Archie's arc, I guess, is that he thinks he, he blames himself for the murder of that murder boy. Yes, because if he had run after them... I guess he could have oh, stopped We're, we're about to learn Archie's arc is going to be the same arc from last season. Where he was sad that he couldn't save his dad from being shot? Yeah, except for now he's sad he couldn't save that boy from being shot. 
Archie, you can't save anyone from being shot. <laughs> Stop running toward people with guns. <laughs> exactly. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, uh, tonight I have two beverages on the go because we went out for my birthday last night and I'm sleepy. <laughs> and you're sleepy. Yeah. I'm always sleepy. So, I'm drinking some red wine, a Screw It Shiraz that I exclusively bought because it is called Screw It Shiraz. <laughs> it's just like a light, juicy red wine. Yeah. But I also need to be hydrated because I'm sleepy. So, I also have... A, a massive bottle of mandarin orange sparkling water. This is an old favorite of our podcast. The PC Blue Menu Sparkling Water. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're double fists in that. It's a real classic. It's a real classic. Well, you know, the wine dehydrates and the sparkling water, my gas hydrates. <laughs> I would assume it's water in the name of it. But it's carbonated and unsweetened. It's natural flavor. And his nutritional information, but the values of everything is literally zero. Yeah. Because it's water. It's just water that tastes like something different. Kevin, do you want some of this sodium-free, calorie-free water or some of this juicy, screw-it wine? Well, you just said that would dehydrate me, and there's literally nothing in that. That might as well just be a bottle of air. Mm, Liquid air. air. So I have a scene where Jughead and FP... Have some feels. And mostly, I'm just like, why is Jughead in charge of the serpents? FP's still around. Well, and FP's like, so it's pretty hard to be in charge of the serpents, huh? It's like he's trying to teach him a lesson. <laughs> like, Jughead... oh man, we got to teach a responsibility to this kid. <laughs> Jughead is the last kid who needs to know about responsibility. But like, so, <laughs> Jughead's like, ah, well, you know, my my girlfriend's a target and Cheryl's a loose cannon. We're like, yeah, of course she is. Why is she a serpent? Why does she have her own special jacket? What? Yo, why did you make so many concessions for this woman? Because she's dating Tony? No, because she was the Crimson Hood. She killed, or nope. she saved him. Um, but how did he know that she was the Crimson Hood? No, he called, I don't know. No, we talked about this last season. There's no reason why he would call Cheryl. I, I don't know why he's like, hey, Cheryl, come over here. Bring your bow and arrow that I know you have. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's just weird that 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 they that this was the path they decided yeah. to take with no, her. No kidding, guys. Cheryl has been chaotic neutral from the beginning. Yeah. There's just there's so much to unpack in the reason like why is FB still around? Why is all of this happening? Why is a sixteen year old in charge of a gang? Yeah. And That's which, the biggest question. Especially now that the gang is getting legitimate, like violent. Yeah. Like well, people are threatening to kill them. Also, they live in a tent commune and it's summer now. But it's going to be winter again. And we know that it snows in winter. And they are sometimes. going to freeze. <sighs> uh, we go back to uh, Betty, where she's, trying to, where she's trying to leave, but then she is... Uh, confronted by her mother and by Polly. Because it turns out she has not actually been going to therapy. She's just writing false prescriptions for Adderall. Yeah, so she is taking Adderall. Which is what her mother wanted. And Betty does point this out. Once again, once again, going back, real good cult stuff because she's putting up a lot of good points and really all that Alice and um, uh, Polly have to say is like, but Betty, you're so sick. But Betty, the cult says. You're, so, you're just, you're so wrong, but they can help you. And Betty's like, I'm not wrong. I do like when Polly's like, you're the one who's leading a hidden life. You're the one who's not talking to dad, talking about dad and who's working on a court case. And like. That's not a secret life. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what a secret life is, Polly. 
Now, to be fair, Betty needs real therapy. Yeah, no, Betty does need real therapy, but it's not the farm. Yeah, she does not need a cult. No, but this is how cults work. I know, and it's so good. This scene, this scene is actually, it's infuriating. Yeah. But it's a really good scene. Yeah, slid right in the middle of all, like, <laughs> this bad law stuff. <sighs> it's this act scene about, real, literally about the insidiousness. Insidious nature of in- cults? Yeah, yeah. And, like, Betty acts well, Alice acts well, Polly is good. Polly's horrifying. Yes. Polly's, like... She is a good little actor. Yeah, she 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 acts... Um, like, uh, like, earlier Betty says that Alice is acting like a, uh, what is it, a body swapper or something. Yeah. But Polly really feels inhuman. It's real good. So good. So there's a little bit of a light in in this. And then Horn Honks... And we're full on into the 1950s traditional Archie. Yeah, all I mean, except for Archie's shirtless. So they're all driving in the jalopy. Uh, Archie is not wearing a shirt. I just feel like I need to point that out. And then we have the longest shot. <laughs> we have a long, lingering four shot as these kids, well, adults, awkwardly disrobe. And go swimming. And go swimming. And we see all of it. I mean, you. I don't mean like they get naked. I mean like they they do they, not cut away. They literally remo- remove every piece of like driving in the car clothing. Yeah. Then into Archie their and Veronica suits. like swap positions, and Archie takes off his pants, and then. Although I don't understand why the girls have bathing suits and the guys are swimming in their boxers. No, th- those are bathing suits. Those are underwear. They knew they were going swimming. Why did no one bring bathing suits? I don't know, but the, the, but they are wearing underwear because you see clasps on them. Because later Archie takes off her bra. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's dumb. Yep. <laughs> so, so yeah, they start swimming in the swimming hole. And then there's a little sign that says, no swimming after Labor Day, which I guess is symbolic and supposed to, like, get us in the heart. But also makes very little sense. Yeah. Maybe that's when the leeches are most. <laughs> uh, them, them leeches get real big after. <laughs> and can you imagine how Archie would have felt if someone got leeches on them and he was like, I just It's my fault. <laughs> there's so much I could have done to stop this. I shouldn't have said we should go swimming. But here you are, covered in leeches. I should go to jail. I don't deserve fun. Or you could help me get the leeches off. No. No. I should just go to jail. So, now it's nighttime, and I guess the kids are having a bonfire. Yeah. Well, two bonfires. Yeah, they have one bonfire, then they split off and have separate bonfires. But for now, they're together. And Jughead comes up with the best teenage plan ever. He thinks that Archie should just run away. Archie, maybe just run. And then he describes a path that will take him through the woods to the mountains? Yeah, so Archie can just be a mountain man. Fair. (laughs) The legend of Archie Andrews, the mountain man. Some say that if you travel out to those mountains, you can see him. (laughs) Completely hairless. Some say half man, half robot. (laughs) Other people say half robot, half Bigfoot. No one knows the truth. Archie Andrews, the man, the myth, the robot. <laughs> but Archie has some uh, guilt issues, but then also Betty has some issues. And Yeah, Betty does suggest that she should maybe have real therapy, and Jughead's like, yes. Is, is, what, what I wrote down here is, like, especially that, it definitely seems like Art Betty was going through stuff, and boy, it would have been cool to see that mm-hmm. on the show. Rather than having her describe it. Yeah, rather than having her explain, it's just for these last three months, these things have been happening. And, like, yeah, it's okay that she's having issues. Yeah. Her dad killed four people. And I would honestly like to see those played out. And she does need help. It's like when Archie saw his dad got 
shot in front of him. Also needed help. It's clearly just a collision between them wanting to pass time for the Archie trial, but also... I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. Of thing, know. There's, there's a lot of thing, things that happen in this episode. That I'm like, it would have been cool to see that on screen to see because this is supposed to be a drama. You're supposed to see people dealing with things. Exactly. And they just skip right, They just skip right over it. And then anyway. everyone has sex by their own sex fires. Well, I'm not sure if with Jughead and Betty have sex, but definitely Archie and Veronica have sex. And then Archie tells Veronica. <laughs> oh yeah, we do learn that they have two separate sex fires. <laughs> yeah. Then Archie tells Veronica not to visit him at jail. Yeah. You. You can't wait for me. Not after high school. Once again, it's another Archie scene where he has to say goodbye to someone. Now it's time for court. Yeah, Archie goes to... Ch- <laughs> uh, uh, no, that that's goes to Washington. Archie Andrews goes to trial. Yeah. That joke wouldn't work. No. Um. Then we have a short crazy scene. Yeah, well, where FP oh. and Jughead are getting ready to go to trial. And we had actually... We forgot to mention this because it was just oh. like a one-liner. But the last FP and Jughead scene... Um. FP was like, oh, that Dilton kid came around, but he wouldn't talk to me. He wants oh, yeah. to see you. Yeah. So the Dilton kid comes around again. Yeah. And he and he rambles some crazy stuff. And here's what we got out of it. He's like, but, but Jughead, I thought it was all a game. We were playing this stupid RPG. But the Gargoyle King is real. And I'm like, are they, what, are they really, is this going to be a thing we're doing now? We're doing D&D? And we're Jug- doing D&D is evil now. Great. Cool. Jughead is like, buddy, I have to go to court. Yeah, Dilton can't. This is like the, the like a clear and basic moment of like, I need to tell you something, but I can't tell you right now. And why does he have to tell Jughead? I guess because Jughead leads a gang? Well, no, because Jughead saw him. <laughs> oh, he saw him staring. Well, yeah, Dilton hooked on the first person he saw. Oh. Which was Dil- Dilton, Jughead sh- uh, showed a little bit of uh, interest, and then Ben was crazy and shoved him away. So, so whatever this Gargoyle King nonsense is, is going to happen. Going to happen. And so uh, Jughead is like, okay, I have to go to court. Stay here. Maybe <laughs> sleep? Eat some food? I'll be back. Yeah. We can talk about whatever nonsense this is. And then he heads off to the trial. Where we find out, they ask the jury, did you come to a verdict? And they say, Yes! We're split. Yeah. Six to six. Which is not true. Not how it... That's okay. not a verdict. Yeah. But whatever. He just... The, the the jury man's also very damp. They're all very damp. Everyone's damp. So hot. So Archie whispers to his mom, what will happen now? Uh, it's, and she says it was a hung, it's a hung jury. So, so we have to declare it a mistrial. But then Archie is like, what? We're going to do all this again? But this is good. Because now maybe they can put Veronica on the stand. Yeah, or Cheryl, or do anything that has... This trial Point makes... out that there's no case against him. There's no evidence. There's just somebody accused him of something. That doesn't work in law. And so um, the judge is going to declare a mistrial, yeah. and then the other lawyer stands up and is like, um, we're going to offer a plea bargain. Instead of doing this uh, another trial, we're going to offer a reduced sentence and two years if he... Literally, this feels like the most spiteful plea deal ever. We'll reduce it, but he has to say that he did it. Which, I mean, a plea deal is pleading guilty. Yeah, I know. But it's such a reduced... Yeah, it's For murder. They they went from what I would imagine is first-degree murder... To second-degree manslaughter. Yeah. No, no, manslaughter, which is third-degree. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they they said that we'll treat it as an accident, I guess. Because manslaughter is third-degree. 
You're right. Yeah. So they're going from first degree murder to 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 time served, two years probation or sorry manslaughter. Which it does feel very like that's almost like almost like Hiram was like, oh, do this to spite him. Yeah. I just want him to admit that he's a murderer. And then Molly Ringwald is like, nope. And then Archie's like, I plead guilty. I'm going to do it. And the judge is like, now just let me get this right. You're going to ignore the uh, advice of your of your lawyer and your mother. And Archie's like, I am a bad child. All I can imagine is like it feels like since he is a minor that the judge could, that the lawyer could be like no no he's 16 as yeah let me ask his legal guardian which is me and oh actually no actually be it'd be technically be you yeah fred and then she'd be like fred can he do it because i don't think because i i feel like it, him being that young means that he they, they can just be like he's a teenager he doesn't quite understand yeah what he's saying what he's saying well, like, that's the entire point of why you also can't interrogate like a minor a minor alone because you can't don't understand what they're saying yeah but hey apparently this judge is the worst and he accepts he accepts the plea plea deal guilty by this dumb dummy yeah everyone cries yeah because archie's so dumb the the hero of the show he's an idiot is an idiot is an idiot child and it's not even to a point of that like oh no i feel bad for him he's so dumb archie it is not your fault that a man killed a kid who was going to murder you. Yeah, I should have. I should have stopped him. And, and a lot of his things, like, oh man, I could have killed him. I could have done it. I'm like, but you didn't. That's literally the difference. And you actually don't know that you could have done it. Like, yeah, you were mad. You're but... assuming you did. Yeah. Oh, they also wait. They also mentioned earlier that one of the things that Archie did was he beat up um, the kid with the oh crutches, Nick. Which I feel like if Betty had testified, she'd be like, oh, by the way, Nick tried to rape me, Veronica. Veronica. Yeah. He roofied her. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, his, his reaction is aggressive. But, like, but I feel like that would be the perfect moment for Veronica to be like, oh, also Nick is a rapist. Yeah. He roofied me and my boyfriend. Yeah. Lashed out. Yeah. Because roofing and rape is wrong. Yeah. And it was the second time he was beating up for that, to be honest. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> the first time was by the Pussycats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Veronica and the Pussycats. Yeah. Uh, and then they said that one was a car accident. Yeah. Or skiing no, accident. No, he wasn't a car accident. Oh, right. Yeah. Hiram arranged it. Right. So so he was just being up then. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, Archie is going <laughs> off and yeah. back to the house. Um, Molly Ringwald Andrews, I guess, comes down from upstairs. Yeah, well, she she's like, she's packed I, up her I, bags. I, yeah, I gotta go. I'm gotta go back to Chicago, but I'll start an appeal. She has done the appeal already, and she will file it as soon as she gets back. Yeah, and <laughs> then Luke Perry Andrews says, "We'll get our boy back." And then you hear, then you hear a mysterious voice say, "Yes, we will." Pan over, and it's FP <laughs> and Sheriff, Sheriff Keller. Well, sorry. Former Sheriff Keller. Father Keller. Father Keller. Sitting in the dim, <laughs> lamplit <laughs> room. Yeah, sitting in a room with no lights on. There's no, oh, by the way, there's no lights on in his house at all. But don't worry, the hot dads are on the case. Like, I, I guess Keller's there because he hates Hiram and injustice. He loves justice, hates when things are unfair. Because Keller doesn't seem like he's super into Archie. Like, you know, he is on against Archie. Why isn't Keller sheriff? Because um he oh he because 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 he he let the um uh the the black hood go. Remember Cheryl made him 
Was it Cheryl? Cheryl was upset because he didn't because he shot the wrong black hood. Oh yes. Yeah, and then and then she whipped up a fury, and then he stepped down. Yeah, and yeah. then they brought in. Oh, I mean, Hiram pushed a lot of this. That's so true. Wasn't it? It was Cheryl who. It was Cheryl decided that Keller was a bad. Yeah, Cheryl, who's now a serpent. Yeah, man, these character arcs are ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous character arcs, Veronica attacks her dad imme- verbally. Yeah, immediately. It's like, are you happy? Get him back. He's and, been punished enough. And then we learn the worst twist in this TV show. Remember how Veronica thought it was about her? It is. It is about her. It is about her. Apparently, Hiram's like, I didn't do this because he threatened my my thing, my 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 uh, my crime stuff. I did this because you are a bad daughter. <laughs> I did this because you disrespected me. I'm punishing you. He says the line, I'm punishing you. And Veronica's like... That's insane. I'm not your daughter anymore. Goodbye. And like, I thought we went over this last season when he's like, I'm dis- if you if we do this deal where I get the white worm and you get pop tates, I'm disowning you. But I guess she has disowned herself now. But I thought that, I wasn't I thought that happened last season. And then And I, then I thought that's why she was a waitress. Well and also at first. Also, I'm gonna go back to once again, she could have stopped all of this if she didn't sell the white worm. The white worm was the only thing he needed. Yeah. If she just kept it, he couldn't do his League of Dumb Villains. He, he still could have accused Archie, but then she could use it now to be like, I'll give you the White Worm and don't... And you let Archie go. Let Archie go. Instead, she gave up the White Worm so she could have a fun place to hang out with her friends. Yeah. I hate this show. So Jughead comes home from the trial. Dilton is gone, but he left a creepy D&D map. <laughs> he left a D&D dungeon map on graph paper. Now, uh, on the back of the map, I guess, is a drawing of the Gargoyle King? No, it's just a bunch of like symbols. And then on the front is a bunch of symbols. No, no, sorry, you're right. On the on the on the back is a drawing of what the gargoyle king or whatever yeah. it is. We we see it as the effigy later. Yes. And then uh, on the front is a bunch of symbols on the D and D map. Yeah. And Jughead, the map's a map of Riverdale also. Yeah. Jughead realizes that it coordinates to Foxed Forest. Yeah. Well the end of this like once again this like dungeon that is a map of Riverdale mm-hmm. that he has on his beautiful mind wall. Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Then it goes to Fox Forest, you know, where all those boys were killed. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, Archie rides the bus. He is starting to realize the repercussions <laughs> of what he's done. <laughs> yep. And the bus drives past the Welcome to Riverdale sign. And on it are written strange occult symbols, the same ones that were on the map. Ooh. Ooh. So now it's... Intrigue. Now it's nighttime. <laughs> and Jughead goes to Fox Forest alone. And finds the weirdest sight... <laughs> So he finds the effigy, and yeah. at the bottom so, of the so effigy... Yeah, so there's a big effigy up there made out of wood, and there's like a cow skull on it, or something with horns on yeah, it. Yeah, and there's candles, and it's all very true detective. And there's two, like, boys... like it's, boys. Like, 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 prostrated, essentially, in front of it. Oh, oh, well, shirtless. Yeah. Uh, and he can tell one's Dilton immediately, which is crazy. And then the other one is Ben. Yeah, and across their back is carved the same three occult symbols. And he shakes them... And they have been poisoned. Yeah, Ben's like like puking up something green. Like, yeah, like frothing at and the you, mouth. And you do see cups. You see like goblets, yeah. essentially. And he shouts, help, help, which is natural. But no one is there to hear you, Jughead. No, no. And once again, like, are they doing a and d thing? Like, what is this? What is the implication yeah. what here? What is happening? I'm very interested in seeing where this is going to go. But then we have to first see Betty. Betty wakes up in her home and she hears crying babies. Did you wait? No, I think she gets home. 
Oh, yeah. She, she, gets, she gets home. She gets home. She hears crying babies. I don't know what she's been doing in the darkness. It's <laughs> been should, a you, long time. She turns so. on no lights in her house once again. And she follows the sound of the crying babies. The, yeah, past the, uh, whatever those things are called. The bassinets. Uh, bassinets. With no, with the twins aren't in there. And she opens the door to the patio. And, and there is a creepy fire. Now, this is the backyard of her house, which, as we know, is in suburbia. But there is a fire. <laughs> but there's a fire and a bunch of cultists. Wearing white. And then they hold the babies yeah, Al- over Alice the and fire. Polly hold the babies over the fire. A CGI fire. And then the babies fly. Yeah, they let go of the babies and said the babies fly. Then- I feel like you're saying a lot of things but not giving any context to them. So I feel like I, I, I feel like a lot of this, all this last like 10 minutes of me repeating what you're saying. But it's because you're not giving any context. There's very little context in the well, show. Well, no, I understand that. But, but what happens is it looks like they're going to drop the babies. But instead, the babies float above the fire. And then Betty drops to the ground. And has a seizure. And her mom, it is there. The fire is there. Yeah, this this happens. Uh, and then she runs over and like. Holds her seizing daughter. Yeah, I guess maybe something with the Adderall is supposed to be like she's having a seizure. I don't think that's how Adderall works. I know, but she's having a seizure and she hallucinates. Or like, like we ha- we have to assume it's not magical. Because it definitely is not. It can't be. Yeah, because or or else once again, you can't do this, Riverdale. You can't add magic in. There can't be magic in this world. You can now. I will say, I will. I I am willing to give you that. I will invest in this in this to the level of like True Detective, where it's like, oh man, but what's going on? But all we know is it ends with floating babies and some weird D and D occult stuff, and no Jughead voiceover, <laughs> and no Jughead voiceover. And that's the first se- the, the the first that's the first episode of of Riverdale season three. And there's so much. I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure how much I like it. And these storylines could stretch on forever, but you know they won't. You know it's going to make it to like episode nine, and then we're going to have a mid season break, and then when we come back, there's going to be two new storylines. Yeah. Because the show is insane. Yeah, yeah. Like I I don't. They're going. They're going in like it feels like the show's pulling itself apart. Like it doesn't know what it wants to do, and it wants to do everything. Yeah. Like if if they if they had decided to just focus on like the farm, cool. Like because clearly the farm and Dilton must be connected in some way because you cannot have these two weird occult things going on separately. One would hope that they're connected. But also D and D is involved in some way, or. And then there's the South Side stuff. Yeah, but then but then also. Hiram and still oh and Hiram's League of Dumb Villains yeah which I would have forgotten about if they hadn't shown us it during in the, the re- pre- in the recap yes yeah we don't even see um the Mother Blossom no or who wants, who wants open a brothel remember her dream to open a brothel oh yeah I'm still mad about that <laughs> yeah what a weird thing for what a weird thing for her to make <laughs> to be like now I'm really into brothels I was doing so well with the prostituting so <laughs> now I want to lead the prostitutes. <laughs> I'm really into brothels today. Not that there's, you know what, sex work is its own thing, and there's nothing wrong with that if that's a choice you make for yourself. Oh, no, but she's doing crime brothel. Crime brothel. Yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah, she's doing crime brothel, which is different. Crime is bad, guys. <laughs> yeah, don't do crime. Don't do crime. Also, don't think that you do crime. So, Aaron. 
Yes, Kevin. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic went to the farm as a one, you know, strong, mildly crazy female matriarch and came back wearing a caftan and having transformed into drama? I did. Kevin, I gotta pick those extras at the party. (laughs) All right. Why were they so much in focus? I'm so proud of them. They were probably so pumped when they watched this episode and they saw themselves so much. Yeah, that they get they get a full on three quarters of the screen. But it's not logical. No, nope. it's not logical. Did you find a CW moment? Yeah. Um. I. I. I uh, since you went with something that was a little bit more like with the way that it was made, because I was going to choose that lingering shot. Oh yes. Yeah, where because I felt like they could have taken some of that shot and gave it to other things, like an establishing shot somewhere, anywhere. So we didn't, so that we understood that that chase on. was a dream. Yeah. Um. But instead, they did it on young adults uh, stripping. I saw my CW moment is going to be the fact that Dilton arriving to tell uh, Jughead about his weird like D and D thing going on, but they literally he literally could not do it and Jughead's like oh I can't do this right now it's such a clear moment it's the, it's the the idea of like I need to tell you something important but you have to come to my house I can't tell you over the phone and then they're dead before you get there yep like it's such clearly that because it would have been so easy for Dilton to be like hey there's a weird occult thing going on and I'm afraid they're gonna poison me yeah it has something to do with D- with like D&D it really feels like the ideas you're supposed to get is they poison themselves because they're prostrating Yes. So, once again, I re- it really does feel like this is going to go satanic panic. And I wonder if they're going to do evil D&D. Kevin. Yeah. Do you think maybe that mu- mutilated boy they found in the woods could be connected to this? Here's the thing, Aaron. I really hope he is. Because otherwise it's nonsense. Because otherwise it's nonsense. But even if he's not, man, that's a weird time to introduce that in the last season. Yeah, they really didn't salt this uh, yeah. dish very well. So, hey, uh, hey, Riverdale, I know you're actually still shooting uh, your season. Hey, maybe if you haven't done it already, use that boy that you mutilated in last season. Yeah, we know you're listening. Put the <laughs> mutilated boy back in. <laughs> we want more mutilated boy. <laughs> I uh. mean, we, we don't want more mutilated boys. No. But that boy. Man, I also... That re- boy. Here's the thing. I, I hope Dilton survives. Um, and I hope they do shots where he has those scars on his back. Yeah. The occult scars. That'd be cool. But Kevin Fangs was shot in the abdomen, and he does not have a scar. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, that's not as cool though. But like, hey, an occult symbol carved into your back—pretty cool. Uh, that's what all the kids are raving about. That's millennial culture right there. Cult, <laughs> uh, cult symbols carved into your back. You know that and avocado toast. They're gonna have to spend so much time painting that tattoo on Archie every time he's shirtless <laughs> because they love making him shirtless. He's shirtless all the time. Also. You know who also doesn't have a scar? Penny Peabody, from when Jughead literally carved the serpent tattoo off of her. Yeah, she certainly loves wearing sleeve. They should have at least made her just not wear sleeveless shirts. Come on, show. Uh, <sighs> so let's, uh, I mean, it might be worth talking a little bit about where we think this season's going to go, because it, it's Riverdale, and this is, this is like the main thing we do. This is the on season. Where do we think it's going to go? When well, do we think it's going to happen? Okay. So doing the floating babies is weird. Clearly, clearly, Bron- Betty must have like 
hallucinated that, right? Because before she was having the seizure? Yes. But do you think that's going to be like... But here's the thing. Hallucinations aren't also like manifestations of seizures. Yeah, it's not... And also Adderall doesn't cause hallucinations. Yeah, so, so I wonder what they're going to do with the... Because the, the seizure thing kind of came out of nowhere. Like If it's not going to be the drugs, mm-hmm. it has to be someone poisoned her. Or she has a brain tumor. Or, or Oh my god, do you think they're going to do brain tumor root? You know what? I would rather they do brain tumor root than she did this to herself with Adderall. That is a better storyline. I mean, I, it also could be that like after... Because um, remember, they they did the um, they showed the pill bottle to her. Maybe Polly switched out her drugs and gave her like hallucinogenic drugs. Maybe they made it give her a seizure. I'm more cool with that, even within a brain tumor, because that's that's something they did in Bones when it, when uh, uh, he was hallucinating Stewie Griffin. They also did that on uh, Grey's Anatomy. The guys are just giving people brain tumors. Man, tumors. They're yeah. bad. Yeah. I hope that Cheryl joins the cult. I feel like that would be delightful. <laughs> I think Cheryl needs to get kicked out of the serpents. Because if, if they're being like, oh, Cheryl's a loose cannon, make her be a loose cannon and make her get kicked out of the serpents and like, put strain between her and Tony. And then make her go rogue and she's, delve into her superhero identity. She's always rogue. She's the roguiest. She's always going rogue. Where do her uh, parents live? I assume so, the terrible house. Maybe now she lives in the burned out house. I like how she had the pool party at the burned out house because the fire did not touch the the, the no. pool. I didn't even know they had a pool. Yeah, me neither. Was it like a gothic mansion? It was a gothic mansion. The, that's why I was so confused because the pool, like, it has like a chaise lounge next to it. and A real leather or a velvet couch for her and Tony to sit on. Yeah, it's got it's got a lot of stuff. <sighs> I, um, I guess I, I assume Archie... Okay, so... I mean, I appreciate them actually, like, doing the thing, and he's like, okay, so he's actually doing this. I don't like the way they did it. I don't like – I would prefer if some evidence came up that was like, oh, this is irrefutable evidence. Like the gun appearing. Like a gun that has his fingerprints on it. Yeah, but instead of having the, the choice be that he's like, I deserve to be punished. Because that's the same arc he went on last season. Mm-hmm. Last season he had the, I did not – I didn't, you know, chase after the gunman. This means that I – deserve this i'm a bad yeah so we're we're seeing that again how do you think they're gonna get him out because mm-hmm. i because i assume that like he's i mean he's gonna be in jail for a while maybe a few episodes yeah i think it's all gonna be wrapped up by episode nine yeah i think they're gonna get him out of jail because andre is actually not dead <laughs> andre's no andre's completely dead we saw his body is small fry dead yes <laughs> They're both dead. Everyone's dead who could be helpful to this. Yeah. I mean, the the weird thing is that they've already shown that <laughs> law is very weird. I so. know, because, like, legally, the appeal will be like, yeah, there's definitely no evidence. Get that boy out of jail. But unfortunately, now the evidence is that he pleaded guilty, yeah. which means that the appeal has to be like, he's a teenager who did not understand that he was that, like... He didn't understand the repercussions of his actions. Yeah. And I, and I feel like, once again, we don't know enough about law, but clearly... Neither do the writers of the show. Well, the unless, is, unless if they're right, in which case I'm insane at the law system. No, there's no way. Because the whole point of law is that you have to prove someone is guilty without any reasonable doubt. Yeah. And there is a lot of reasonable there's doubt. There's so much reasonable doubt in this. And even Archie, like, er, like Archie taking the plea bargain is ridiculous. And it's ridiculous that, that like, his legal guardian couldn't be like, no, I am his legal guardian. This, it's... Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. 
You know what? The problem with this show is it's so insane yeah. that I actually can't predict what it's going to do. Because it will always make – it'll always it'll be like, do you take what door one, two, or three, and it will just smash a hole in the wall. And be like, <laughs> this made sense, right? And you're like, no. No. It's a show that will go back the way it came and then repel up onto the roof. <laughs> this makes sense, right? There's so many things I could have done. <laughs> All right. Well, if hot that's dog, it. Yeah. 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 Also, if hot dog gets kidnapped again, I'm burning this house to the ground. <laughs> that's a different dog than the last time we saw him as well. Yeah, it for sure is. It's a different breed, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it looks more like the cartoon dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, well, hey, if you like this and you want to talk to us, Riverdale's back, so you should get us on social medias. That's Instagram and Twitter. Those are both Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. At Gmail. Nope. Mm? I was going to say gmail.com. That's our email address. Yeah. So you could get us on email. You could send us, uh, you know, we've, we've, gotten, we've gotten long emails before on people's, you know, thoughts and we love engaging with them. So if you have thoughts. Email us. Email us. That's podcastmoa at gmail.com. And please. There's going to be so many Riverdale podcasts this season. So give us a little love on your podcaster of choice. Give us a rating review. If you're not subscribed, subscribe so you can hear our content first. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, tell people about our, our podcast where we're kind of angry at the show. But also we like it. I'm still deciding. What did Betty see? Can anything be done to help Archie now? Will this show ever figure out what it's doing? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fancast? 